The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Seekers. Hello, and welcome to Well Seekers. I'm your host, Lucia, and we are so excited to continue our series on anxiety in 2020 and how you can find ways to live life well in spite of the incredibly challenging and layered circumstances that we all are facing. Now, we've talked about in our past two shows, if you've been listening to this series, um, what anxiety is, what the difference between stress and anxiety is, how anxiety is on the rise um, because of the challenges that we've experienced in 2020, both individually on the family level and on the macro um, nationwide global level. There's a lot going on. So in the past episodes, we had our very special guest, um, Sharon Lawrence, who was sharing some of the holistic ways and approaches um, of things that you can do to help reduce your anxiety and help elevate your mood, even in these exceptionally challenging and difficult times. One of the things that we love to do here at Well Seekers is bring you really unique tools. Um, and I had an opportunity to sit down with a very special guest. Her name is Sarah Latiano, and Sarah is um, the owner of Float 41. It's a floating center in West Hartford, Connecticut. Um, so Sarah's gonna come on the show and uh, share with us some of the ways that floating can help reduce anxiety, especially during these exceptionally challenging times. Um, if you want to click on a shorter interview, we're going to have a link to that um, of Sarah explaining the basics and us talking about what floating in, is in general, what floating is in general. Um, sorry, long day, <laughs> having trouble speaking right there. Um, but I think it is worth the time to stick with us and hear Sarah's own personal story as well, because we all have these really personal stories about how anxiety has impacted us, how depression has impacted us, how 2020 has impacted us. Um, and before 2020, Sarah had an experience that led her to floating um, and really opens up and shares with us what floating has meant to her and how floating has had an impact on her entire community and most importantly how floating can have an impact for you and for the ones that you love. Um, so Sarah Latiano is going to be with us um, in just a moment as we come back and talk to Sarah about floating, what it is, how can it help you, and why should you know about it. We'll be right back on Well Seekers to talk about all that and so much more. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, Lucia Knight is here to help. We're gonna be a retreat and a treat for your day. A place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real life ways to bring wellness home. I'll see you tonight on Lucia at Night.
You're listening to Wellseekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. So if you just were listening to my conversation with Sarah over on our quick hit section, um, we are continuing the conversation. Thanks, Sarah, for staying with us. Her story is fascinating, which is why I wanted to talk a little bit more. Um, Floating, you just probably heard some of the benefits. We can recap some of those too, Sarah. But I know you have a really strong personal connection to this. Could you tell us and everyone here at Wellseekers about where you came from, what your background was, and how you transitioned into owning a float studio? Yeah, sure. Um, So my story starts um, almost 16 years ago out of high school. I joined uh, the the Air Force. I've been in the military for almost 16 years. Um, I love everything about it. It's who I am as a person and it's ingrained into me and it's really made me who I am. Did you enlist, Sarah? I did. Okay. I'm a military brat. Oh, you are? Yeah. My dad was a colonel in the army. I pretty much, we vacationed at West Point. That was like our family vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I joined the guard and so I'm a a, um, guard baby. So I joined um, senior year of um, high school. And then um, I've been in ever since. I've been full time for about 14 years. Um, Up until last summer is when I stepped away full time. Um, the military is everything to me. Um, but my journey to floating is my own personal journey with stress, anxiety, depression, um, things that I didn't realize that were happening, happening, um, and really just burnout, you know, lifestyle burnout. I have a very demanding career. My husband had a very demanding career. Um, at the height of everything that I was going through, we had two little kids, Um, And it was just a very challenging time and a very dark time for myself and for my husband. And we had tried so much of, you know, self-care practices of, you know, trying to deal with this. You know, I had a unique situation of where, you know, I had to really try to process things and deal with them myself. Um, And my husband had heard about floating from um, a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, he's a big fan. So I'd heard about it a lot. And when I was at my, it was, let's say about two years ago, January of 2018, um, is when I really hit a very, I, I consider it my rock bottom point, um, you know, just going too fast. Um, we were constantly hitting walls. And then I just hit a wall that I never thought that I would recover from. And as a last ditch effort, my husband suggested that we go try this floating thing. So we drove up to Northampton, Massachusetts to a float center there and we floated together and 60 minutes is all it took. After a 60 minute float, I came out a different person. I came out not having a vice on my chest at all times, not feeling like I was going to puke at all times. Like that was the point of my anxiety is just constant like I was in fight or flight mode for so long that it was deteriorating my health I had a lot of health problems um, that have since corrected themselves Um, and I I think it had a lot to do with the anxiety and what my body was doing to itself because I was in that constant state and I think floating um, you know it it made us it, it allowed me to find myself as a person again. You know, when you're going so fast, you're, 
your wife, your mom, your career, like you almost, I felt like I lost track with who I was inside. And I think my husband could agree on his end too, that we just, we were stuck. We didn't know who we were. And the float environment allowed us to kind of rediscover who we were as people. It helped us rediscover who we are as a married couple and parents. And it's really just been transformational for us. Um, we now, we, we live and breathe float and that mindfulness and just being able to take care of yourself um, on a emotional, mental level. Yeah, so much to talk about in there um, and so many yeah. questions for you. I think the first one, just obviously broadcast background and a mental health professional. So I know a little bit in that way about floating. Um, did, did you use it in conjunction with other things? And you may not feel comfortable sharing, but because you've been so vulnerable, I feel like I, what, was it therapy and floating or just floating that helped you? It was just floating, um, which is know, almost unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. um, you know, I tried to exercise and things like that, but you know, because of my background as well, um, you know, it, it was hard for me. Um, it was definitely hard for me to cope. I felt that I'm not a person to ask for help. Um, and I now realize that I, I probably should have, but you know, I was always used to fixing things myself and I was very much of a suffer in silence type of person. So on the outside, it seemed fine. You know, you go to work, you have a smile on your face, you're, you know, a go-getter, you, you're a top performer, you know, your family like thinks nothing's wrong, you know, but on the inside you're, you're screaming, you know, you're, you've got this vice that just won't let go. And, um, that it, it was definitely hard, but floating, um, floating was the one thing that helped me climb out of that. I think the other thing you speak to, and I was hoping that it would change, and I think we're still in the middle of it coming out of COVID, but through COVID, people thought they were going to slow down a little. I don't think it happened, but my hope for it was that we would realize that as a society and culture in the States, the busier you are, we have this view that the better you are in some sort of way. And I couldn't think more opposite of that just in my own life and with people that I connect with. And I'm, I hate when I'm busy, when I'm really, really busy, which I feel like that's happened a lot over the last few months. Yeah. Um, I would rather slow down because if I'm just rushing, rushing, rushing personally and in career, it's like, where's the time to process what's going on? Where's the growth happening? You're right. just sort of checking boxes. You're not connecting and really like growing and spending time with people. Like my dream is retirement where I can just yeah. like, spend quality, like hours without a watch, right? Like yeah. connecting with people. So I feel like floating is asking us to slow down, which scares people. But I just feel like I know in my own life and it sounds like in your story, that's where true change happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it's a place where, you, I mean, you can get, you, you can go pretty deep and it can be very introspective. Um, and so this is why floating is really helping um, people with severe um, anxiety, depression, but PTSD, because what happens is we push things down. We don't push them out, we push them down. And so what, whether you're aware of it or not, conscious, um, aware of this, it, it's there. And floating just provides a space to 
bring that up and be able to process it. Um, and that's what happened to me too. Um, I was already on my full journey. I was already set in this changed my life. I'm opening up a float center. I never thought that I would leave the military full-time. I, I, I still am part-time. Um, but along my journey, I've discovered things that are like at the root cause of certain things that happened in my life that, um, you know, I discovered different situations have happened, um, events that I wasn't consciously aware of. Um, one of a very big life-changing one is, you know, I went through something very terrible when um, I had the birth of my daughter. We're both very healthy now, but um, I went through something very terrible and I didn't know because I was, I was unconscious to it. Um, and there was one float session that allowed me to relive that event um, and process it. And free is really the only way to describe it. It's like I was able to process it and free myself of that event that I had been holding on to for so long, which before this, uh, this interview, only maybe three people knew about that. So that's, um, it, you know, it, it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. It's, again, I've only done it once, but it, even in that time, I could see how it is a very powerful tool. And I have done some research on it just because as a mental health professional, I, I think tools are a big part of um, recovery from things or working through things or processing things. And this is a powerful tool. Um, Sarah, do you have any of, and before you got started, did you do any research on, okay, this is the proof that this actually works? Do you know any of the science behind how it works? Not before, not before we tried it. Yeah. Um, we, other than just listening about it, um, and it was really my husband doing the listening. It was me just kind of going along with it. Um, you know, he's like, let's see if this works. I'm like, nothing's going to work. You know, like this is not, you know, um, I, I think I cried the whole way up to the float center in the car because, you know, it, it was, you know, I think a day that I couldn't go to work, like it ended, you know, it was, it was not a good time. Um, and just coming out of there, it was so different, you know, and it was my own personal experience. So. Yeah. And what you said before too, I mean, you don't, motions just don't disappear, right? We know that like experiences, you don't, your mind doesn't just erase them from the memory. They are trapped in there. They are stored in there. They're encoded with a very specific story around them because our minds are story processors, not logic processors. So you need to unpack all of that, right? And there has to be a process for it, whether it's floating or therapy or other tools or other things that you try, it's not just going to go away. So it seems like this was your process of un, unwinding that and processing it and letting it out. Yep, absolutely. And you know, it, that's exactly what this environment is. It's a tool. It's a tool for you to do the work that you need to. And you know, um, it can be a combination of different tools as well. One of my um, floaters just, you know, opened up to me that, you know, they had three floats within 10 days. Um, you know, this is an environment that the quicker you, it's always evolving, your brain, you know, can learn. And so the, the more you 
expose your brain and your body to this environment, the more it can do with it and recognize it and, and feel safe in this. So what this member was doing was booking a float session at nighttime, taking the night to really process it, and then meeting with their therapist the next day and really being able to process what happened in that float. And they did it three times. And just the other day said that they made more progress in 10 days than they have in like 10 years of being able to go through some stuff. So, I mean, it, it's a tool and that's exactly what, what it is. And, you know, the more tools that you use together, I mean, maybe the, the better it can be. Oh, absolutely. And I think, again, it's all about taking that time and carving that time out to do the work that you talked about. So, Sarah, when you decided to open this business, what was that leap and transition like? Was it just so fearful? Well, I mean, there must have been so much fear. I would, I would feel fear. I feel fear for you right now. Yeah. Like just thinking like, okay, I'm going to quit this and I'm just going to open a float. I mean, you say float center. I always, I've been float center. I'm just going to open a float center. Yeah. Um, it was terrifying. It was a two year process. Uh, we had our float in January of 18. We were, we traveled to Portland, Oregon in May of 2018. And they're definitely, Portland, Oregon is the hub of where this modern day float boom started. Floating's been around, discovered in the 1950s and it's been around commercially since the 70s. Um, but in 2010 is when this modern day float boom happened. Um, there's six uh, five or six float centers in Portland, Oregon. And um, there's these amazing guys that float on in Portland, Oregon that create a class of how to open a float center. And so you go there and you float in their center as much as you want. And that's what really solidified it. We didn't know, we were just trying to dip our toes into it to figure out, you know, is this really for us? And we were able to float five times within four days like there were a couple days where we did two floats a day and I mean that sealed the deal for us and but it was a long process we did not tell anybody what we were doing until I think October of 2018 when we knew that we had the finances for this the um you know until we knew that this was actually going to happen um because we knew that we might not get the support. You know, we kind of told our family that I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting my very stable job um, to go do this and heads turned and rolled. And, you know, as we knew they would, um, our family is now very supportive. But at first they were like, what is floating? What is, what are you doing? You know, and it was very, um, you know, unsettling to them. But once they learned what it was and um, they're some of our biggest supporters. They float all the time now. Um, they all have their own reasons why they float, but uh, they're in our court now. But it's been a very long journey. Yeah. And construction took um, construction took a very long time, um, over beautiful almost stuff. a year. I mean, Thank it's you. absolutely beautiful. I, the, um, the greenery behind you is just the, that's in their entryway. And it's just the start of it. And it is to me, and I mentioned this before in our, our shorter segment, but there are different feelings to float centers. And if I were to go to one consistently, that is the feeling <laughs> that yeah. I would want, which is just total relaxation as soon as you walk in, right? And connection. Yeah. You know, I, I knew 
what this place was going to look like from the very beginning. And it was, it was a feeling. I wanted to feel calm and safe in this environment um, because I wanted to create a space of just that's a safe place. We have a big post float lounge. We have a meditation room. We want this to be a place where, you know, if you're waiting to go to a doctor's appointment or Target, you know, we want you to come in here and sit and read and color rather than scroll on your phone in your car. You know, we want to create a safe place where you can just be, you don't necessarily have to float. You can come in and use the meditation room, um, you know, have a glass of kombucha or tea and just kind of be. Oh my gosh, your kombucha is amazing. <laughs> and it's one of the only alcohol-free ones that there are. Yeah, uh, we partner with Cross Culture Kombucha. So their local out of Danbury has been liking. They're amazing and their kombucha is absolutely delicious. So uh, we're a fill station for them so that people can come and fill a growler or have a cup after their float. So we're very fortunate. No, I need to come fill my bottle. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day. Yeah, um, because here. I don't, I know now you're open. So I can do it. Um, Sarah, if someone's at home listening and they're like, oh, is this for me? Should I try it? Who is it for? And who have you seen it help throughout the course of your work or even just doing it as a practitioner, as someone practicing? Floating can benefit so many people. Um, and it, it's really one of those things that the benefits vary so greatly. Um, that it can really help almost anybody, you know, but you have to be willing to try it. Um, and, you know, if somebody's sitting at home, I think the first thing is floating in water. Like, what is that? How's it cleaned? And, you know, we take water sanitation very seriously here. We always have um, our solution is um, filtered after every single person. So it starts with over 1,100 pounds of Epsom salt, which is very antimicrobial. But then between each person, it's filtered through a one micron filtration system, uses UV light, ozone, and hydrogen peroxide as well. And we go in to the suites after every person and um, uh, completely sanitize everything. In the midst of post-COVID reopening, um, we have made some slight changes to our procedures where instead of running four floats at a time, we're running two, just to really, you know, Put in those social distancing practices. Um, we only have float, four float tanks here, but the way it's set up, you know, four people coming in, four people coming out, we just wanted to control that a little bit. And we've made everything um, contact free. So our payment is contact free and all the waivers and stuff like that are done. And we just recorded like an introductory video. So now you can have your full orientation of your float done before you get here so you can watch it. So that really helps remove the in-person um, contact as well. Yeah. So all precautions, it sounds like, are being taken to make Yeah. Sure. Yep. So if people want to get a hold of you, I know you gave us your info before, but um, where can they find you if they're local to Connecticut? Where can they find you if they want to follow you? And if someone's listening, because we do have a national and international audience with well seekers, if they're like, we want to try floating, but we don't know where to start. Is there a floating registry or someplace where people can get more information? Yeah, there's, um, so locally, uh, it's float41.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And as far as 
learning more about floating, there's clinicalflotation.com that has all of the research and all, all of the articles out there that is a wonderful resource to um, be able to learn about floating and then be able to find a float center near you. Um, I believe there's over like 700 in North America right now and we started with four in 2010. So um, it's definitely getting out there and the research is um, really, um, it's doing amazing things. So it's really fascinating. Um, I have to ask a follow-up. Why did it expand so much from 2010 to 2020? It's the research. It's the research. Um, you know, people, yeah, there's yeah. A, a researcher right now. His name's Dr. Justin Feinstein. He's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, he's doing amazing things. And, you know, he his story's fascinating. He had heard about floating, wanted to try it, and then you know, he had an amazing float and he was like, this is awesome. I'm feeling relaxed. What is this doing to my brain? You know, and that's kind of what triggered it. And uh, he's, he's definitely in the forefront of all this research. Um, you know, the military is doing research on floating. They've been floating for a while. And now um, it's also being used for um, in athletics. So almost all the top sports teams are floating. There's many, um, sports teams that have float tanks in their locker rooms. Um, some people, some athletes even have them in their homes. Um, so it's really definitely picking up even on the collegiate level. Um, we've had many professional athletes float here at the float center as well. They use it for their physical recovery, but also for their mental emotional state, you know, playing at that level is not so much about your physical. Um, you have to have the physical, ability, but it's also that mental and emotional capacity to take it to the next level. I mean, it's hard to play uh, anything or, you know, perform at that level. So that floating, they love it. Um, so check out all of Sarah's links. We're going to have them below. Sarah Latiano, she is the owner and founder of Float 41 in West Hartford, Connecticut. Thanks so much for joining us and sharing your story and being so vulnerable. We really Thank you so much for having me. We'll be right back on Wealth Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless. And with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data. Coast to coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide. All with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. Thanks for being part of The Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. Thanks again to Sarah for joining us. Um, I hope that you'll join us next week. We are going to have a very special guest. Our Well Seekers meditation guru, Swami Varadin, is going to be back talking about how breathing in 2020 is more vital than ever before and ways that you can incorporate simple meditation just specifically um, surrounding anxiety and the current environment we're in, in your life and in the lives of the ones you love to help you rise and come back to find and feel better in mind, in life, and in love. 
we're so honored that you took the time to be here with us and to listen to our show. And we're just so honored to have you a part of our tribe and a part of our family. So we can't wait to be back with you next week here on Wellseekers. In the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Wellseekers, on Facebook at Wellseekers. Um, and you can follow me at Lucia Naz. If you've been watching this on our vlog, you've probably seen all of those hashtags um, flash at you. And if not, it's definitely going to be in the write-up of this show. So until next time, enjoy your week and um, keep close to the ones you love and make sure to keep close to us on our social media. We're here for you. We have you. We know that this is a tough year and we want to walk alongside you. See you next week here on Well Secrets. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.